Rabotai, today is a very special night. Um, um, being the fact, we have with us Rabbi Ben Shushan. Rabbi Ben Shushan, please stand up. Stand up for a second. Rabotai, this is Rabbi Ben Shushan from A-Sale. Now, the reason why I'm telling you over here, come, come. Everybody see him? You recognize him. Okay, we stand there. And at the end, I'm going to tell him to stand up again one more time in order to the story. Um, now, this morning, of course, Hashem sends uh, uh, things randomly, especially before the Wednesday night shiur. I don't know why ran a lot of things that happened right before this. I told you, this year, and Albert Shikori knows it. I told him a million times. I told everybody, this year is Kodesh Kodashim. Mamash Kodesh Kodashim. This Shi'ur is holy of holies, and it was, you saw the rain outside, I'm traveling about an hour and a half, two hours in the rain, you know, doesn't make a difference, somebody actually called me up, right before this Shi'ur, and he asked Joey Harari was with me, or Manchusha was with me, called me up, they said there's an emergency, there's another rabbi in, in, in Queens, there's 300 people there, waiting for rabbi to come speak, there's no one else to speak but you. I said, listen, Mechila, this is Wednesday night Shi'ur, this is Kodesh Kodashim, we have the boys, we must stick with the boys. And I can't, so I said, impossible. So please, this, that. I said, I will get you a replacement rabbi. And Baruch Hashem, they have a replacement rabbi. And I was able to, Baruch Hashem, be here. This is the Kodesh Hashem. So, that, this is the love that I have for the Shi'ur, Baruch Hashem, the boys, everybody. Now, the reason why Rabbi Shushan is here today is because this morning, this morning, he tells me a story, a 15-minute story, how he literally, in all the newspapers and the news and the broadcast in Israel, came to him. Why? He was in a, basically, life and, and death experience. Okay? This is a first-hand story, but not life and death. You'll hear it till the end. Now, I'm not sure. I really wanted to speak also about the Parashat Shavuah. So maybe we'll speak about Rosh Hashanah and then we'll go on to that story, okay? So at least we'll have the suspense now that we gave the word. Um, uh, secondly is, uh, exciting things are happening. The, the, shul, the, the, the shul and everybody else, everybody's invited. We are having a trip to Israel. A trip to Israel. Everybody's inviting. We're leaving September 10th, September 11th. We'll get the exact dates. It's a very spontaneous trip. That means we do things, we do things that it's not on schedule. It's not, it's just one of those trips. And we're going to have with us, that's going to walk in the door another three, about maybe another ten seconds, I believe. He's parking his car. His name is Moshe Beanstock. He's the rabbi, hopefully, that's going to be taking us as well to all different places. And one of the places, he is giving us a surprise to Uman. He wants to go for two days. Let's see if it happens. Let's see if he's going to be with us. And Bezad Hashem to the Beno Haim Palachi's Kevin in Izmir, Turkey. I'm working on it with him when he comes. Let's just give him a Hazai Blue when he comes in. So give him, like, pump him up a little bit. He's going to be here any day to make sure it actually happens, hopefully. Ramatai, very, um, with that introduction, with that introduction, it's like this. There was a rabbi. His name is Rabbana. It's a Gemara in Mesechet Baba Batra, Davnun Chet, Amud Bet. What happened was, 
there was a lady. She wasn't acting tzni'ut. She wasn't acting tzni'ut. She wasn't acting tzni'ut. And what happened was her mother goes to her daughter and says, my dear daughter, my dear daughter, I said, I said, don't worry about it, it's all good. Right? He says, my dear daughter, I, I, I like uh, uh, to tell you what you're doing is not proper. It's immodest. It's disgusting. It's this, it's that. It says, when I was your age, when I was your, even if I did immodest things, at least I was hidden about it. And the mother tells her daughter, says, look at me. Ten of our children, only one belonged to daddy. This is a Gemara in Mesechet It's a crazy story. Listen to the end of the story from the beginning to the end. Only one, she tells the daughter, only one belongs to daddy. And guess what? Daddy is listening to the conversation. She didn't know that. So imagine a person's wife saying it over. Right? And with that, please stand up. Oh, 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 this is Rabbi Beanstalk. Like we said, Vezat Hashem. Everybody will say a few words after Vezat Hashem on camera. Akshav at the camera. So, Hashem, we have a great night. As we said earlier, Rabbi Beanstalk, Vezat Hashem, this coming up, we're organizing the trip to Israel. And we said, Belin Eder, he has VIP passes to Uman, right? We said, Vezat Hashem. And hopefully, Rabbi Rahim Palachi is careful, Vezat Hashem. In any case, in any case, what happened was, the father hears, the father hears that his wife is saying, the, the husband and his wife is saying, all his kids and not his kids, one out of ten is his real kid. So now, when a person hears that, obviously what happens, he's going to go mashugana. He's going to go crazy. He went, to a rabbi called Rabbana. And he told Rabbana, look, I'm on the verge of collapse. My wife scammed me, but look, I have inheritance, but I'm only giving it to my son. She says, this is it, you're in charge, you're the trustee, make sure you give it to my son. He says like this. He says, okay, no problem. He, he, he leaves the rabbi, a few days later, he dies. He passes on. Now the rabbi Bana comes to the shiva call. He's sitting shiva with these, with, with, with the with the with the ten kids, right? And they're sitting down shiva. The the, the rabbana gets up after shiva and says, "By the way, you should know, out of you ten children, your father gave Yerusha, you gave inheritance to one of you guys, and we know that what." Really? He's the father of one of you and not all ten. So which one is the son? Which one? So every son, no, it's me. I'm the son, I'm the son. I'm the, every, every guy is saying, I'm the son, I'm the real son, I'm the real son. Now what are you doing? You have, <laughs> you have a bunch of people saying, I'm the real son. Now how is the rabbi going to figure out who is going to be the real son? So the rabbi, genius, 
have a plan. There is a special stick. He brings this special stick. And he says, you see the stick? Yeah. He says, when you hit the grave of anyone, they will answer you. So what you're going to do is you're going to take the stick, you're going to go online, you're going to hit the grave, and you're going to tell him, Daddy, am I your real son? Are you my father? And he's going to answer yes or no. If he says yes, you're going to get the Yerusha. If he says no, you know that he's not your real father. Very great. They take the stick, and they go to the graveyard. They're all hitting it. Everybody's hitting it. Everybody's hitting it. Everybody's hitting it. The rabbi Banah is waiting. And Banah is waiting and says, Okay, guys, who did the father say that you're the real? Who, who said, who did the father say that he was the real son? And they all were honestly saying, He didn't answer us. He says, Impossible. It has to be one of you is being answered. Which one of you are being answered? Which one? They went ahead and they looked. And he said, None of us. The rabbi gets them all online. You, did you, did you, did your father, did you hit this, you, 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 each one. Until he got to the last one. And the last one said, I'll be honest. I couldn't take the stick to hit my father's grave. He said, you're the son. So a father and a son has that spiritual connection that is brought down even scientifically. If a person's father, if you were born in, in let's say, an island, and your father dropped you off in an island, and he didn't see you after 20 years, and now you bump into each other, and you see eye to eye, you never know. There's a connection, automatic connection to father and son. Rabotai, come here of Sa'adia Gaon. There was a story, amazing story, about a fellow, a very wealthy guy. He had his jewelry on him, he had his, all his jewelry, very, very wealthy guy, and they were going on a business trip many years ago. Many years ago few hundred years ago. And as they're going on this business trip, as they're going on this business trip, he takes along, he takes along uh, all his like gold and silver and they put it in his pocket and he's going on the trip. As he's going on the trip, what happens? He takes his worker with him, his, 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 his right-hand man. And unfortunately, this wealthy guy dies on this, on this trip of the business trip and his worker frauds everyone by saying, I'm his son. And he takes all his jewelry and his silver and his gold. And his real son was a young boy living back home. He heard that his father died. And so where was all the money? And, and he says, this guy says, I'm his son. And the real son is saying, what are you talking about? I'm his real son. But he's a little kid. He can't do anything. Finally gets of age. And he comes to the king. He comes to the king and he says, My dear king, I'm really the son of so-and-so. This guy's playing games. He says, Really? Really? What are we going to do about it? He says, I got the best plan. Who's the best person to go to? The rabbis. You have to understand the chokhmat chachamim. There's no greater chokhmat than the chachamim. They asked the Hazon Ish once about a surgery. How a br- the guy was doing a brain surgery... And the head doctor is, is telling the Hazonish, I'm going to go like this, and I'm going to go like that through the surgery. And the Hazonish is telling me, no, I think you should go like this way. But you're not a, you're not a surgeon. 
The Torah has everything inside. He knew the entire Torah inside and out. That means he knew the whole brain of a human being. You understand what's going on? The Chachamim, the, the knowledge of the Chachamim. That's why sometimes a person like, you have to put your trust in Chachamim. Go ask them She'elot. Go ask the big Chachamim. Chacham, this is my situation. What is the Torah? You know why? Because the Chacham has the eyeglasses of the Torah. So he's not answering from his wisdom. He's answering from the wisdom that he learned so much Torah where now he can zap in and go, zoom, target. This is what the Torah wants from you. That's why it's so important to me. It's always ask advice. Rabbi, what you're doing in this situation? Rabbi, what you're doing in this situation? People, they think they know better than the rabbi. Even in business, the rabbi knows more than you in business than your own business. You know that? <laughs> go ask them. Business, they know more business than your own business. Rabbi, I'm doing this business. What do you think over here? This, this, this. What do you think? Give me bracha, give me etza, give me advice. They know, the rabbis know. In any case, the king says, there's no greater rabbi. Let's go to Rav Sa'adi Agon. They go to Rav Sa'adi Agon. They say, Rabbi, tell us, who is the real son? This guy or this guy? Who's the real son? They look ahead. And Rav Sa'adi Agon is a genius. He said, come here. They take blood out of the of the real son they take blood out of the con artist and they put it blood in one plate and blood in the next a little bit blood and a little bit blood and they're looking at the rabbi like, rabbi what is going on over here you're the biggest genius like what you're taking blood from him what are you doing what are you doing blood test over here DNA the guy's dead the guy is dead I know Go get me a piece of bone from the dead guy. Go get me a piece of bone from the dead guy. They go, the rabbi said, the rabbi said. They get a piece of the bone. And he puts the bone in each plate of the blood. One plate, it repelled. The other plate, the blood absorbed into the bone. This is the real son. This blood is the real son. Why? Because a father and son automatically, they glue together. They glue together. It's impossible. The connection is so great. And guess what? Why am I telling you this? I'll tell you why. We're reading this week Shabbat Chazon. Shabbat Chazon. Chazon Yeshaya. Right? Chazon is the Shah right before Tisha B'Av. And in the Haftarah of this week, it speaks about the rebuke. How they sh- the, the, the Navi is shambling us. The Navi is killing us. And what is one of the things that the Ashaya opens up with? It says, a shor knows its owner. An ox who has no brain knows its owner. I don't understand Bnei Sale. They don't know who their owner is. Is that a fair comparison? Yes or no? You hear that again? Oh yeah, no. Is that a fair comparison? Again, the Navi shambling Bnei Sale. What's the opening of the book? The opening of the seven is, listen you guys, this is what he's shambling. Listen you guys, an ox knows its owner. You don't know who your owner is. Is that a good comparison or no? What do you think? People have a question. You know why? Because Bnei Sale have Yetzirah. Of course, Ashur, 
has it works with instinct. An ox works with instinct. When it's born, you know, this is my daddy, this is my daddy, this is my daddy, that's it, called tooth. We, Yetzirah, plays with our brains, plays with our brains all day long. Look at this and look at that. Look what you're not supposed to look at. Speak of Yetzirah, do this, do that. The, 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 the Yetzirah is picking our brains all day long. It's, it's a war that we go through every single day. And the Yetzirah gets, um, he's trying to get more trickers and more tricks. And we have the, our job in life is to defeat him. Ezugibar, you know, sometimes you have the big guy, you look, he's lifting weights and this and that, dark belt, but give him one test. Give him one uh, donut in front of him when he's on a diet. I can't, I can't control him. So whatever it is, I'm just bringing an example. Right? Why? What's the keyboard? A person uh, 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 did something bad to him. So bad. Try to forgive him. It's very hard. So in any case, in any case, at the end of the day, we have Yetzirah. How do we compare ourselves to the Shor? Well, what's going on? And you know what the answer is? The answer is, I just gave you the answer. The answer is because a son knows its father. There's nobody in their right mind that could deny HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Nobody. And if you see somebody like that, the guy's sick. He's spiritually sick. Just like a person's sick physically. A guy could be in the hospital physically, he could be in the hospital. His soul can be sick. If a guy doesn't believe in Hashem, it's his sickness. You got to get it out. You got to learn the Musad. You got to get a rabbi, get him involved. You yourself, inject him with Emunah. But that's the truth. Inject him in Emunah. And this is where I come to something that we have to connect ourselves to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now, now that we know that, I'm going to tell you the story of Rabbi Ben Shushan. You listening? This morning, Rabbi Beanstalk sees me, and he says, he was, in, he was in a rush. He said, you have to hear the story of Ben Shushan. Okay, let's hear it. And I, I, I brought the rabbi here. Both rabbis hear the story, and it's Hashem. Hear what's going on. About two, three months ago, about two, three months ago, the rabbi, Ben Shushan, has a, a donor. Some, something. Right. So he says like this. No, I'm good. I'm good. You want more, rabbi? More one? Okay. So he says like this. He had one of his good friends he donates to the yeshiva and he came from LA and he asked the rabbi if it would be possible if it would be possible to get a boat and have a nice yacht anybody be on a yacht nice yacht take a nice uh, know what I'm talking about I don't know anybody knows what I'm talking about only in Israel you gotta beat the rollers to get those huh all right, all right, you gotta get a bonus, huh? Joey, you know, Joey, you want any yacht before? <laughs> all right, nice yacht in the in the in the ocean, chilling out. So he calls up the rabbi. Rabbi, you have a yacht for me? You have something for me? So the rabbi, he actually knew a friend of a friend who said, you know what? Let me call him. Let me call him. Yes, I said, where is it? By the Kinneret, next to Tiberia. Next to there, we have a boat that's going to wait for us over there. We're very, very excited. I'll let the rabbi say it over. He only knows how to speak, say it in Hebrew. 
So I'm saying it in English, but otherwise he would say it. He's saying it, I'm saying it in English. And he's there, right? So he says, okay, let's do it. He's going to, um, uh, to, to, to the yacht by the Kinneret to wait for the, the boat. Now they said, what time you said? 4.30? 4.30, they're going to be meeting at the, at the deck, at the dock, at the pier. They go. They get there a little bit earlier, and the yacht is waiting there. And they say, okay, beautiful, listen, it's 3.30, there's going to be another hour until the fellow comes, let's go for a spin and we'll come right back. Okay, so he says, okay, not bad, we'll go in, go out. So the rabbi goes with a person named Avrami, the driver of the boat, with his two sons. Okay. Now, in order to understand what's going on, the Kinneret is very uh, wavy at certain times, especially at night. What happened was, they end up going in the middle of the ocean, basically, and out of nowhere, they don't know what happened, the boat flips. The boat turns over. Now they get all caught up. They're all in their clothes. They don't know what's going on over here. They don't know what to do, but they all look at each other. They're all alive, Baruch Hashem. They're all staying, like uh, treading. There's no way they can swim to shore. It's too far out. And even if they do, they say, Sakana, if they do, the waves are uh, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. No way to get back to shore. So the rabbi says to all of them, quickly, grab onto the boat. Now the boat, mind you, it's tips upside down. And, and the only thing that you could grab on, it's not, there's no grip that you could grab. The bottom of a boat, there's no grip. It's all like glidy. They had a little bit of, of a grip, a little bit, and it was gliding. There, and and he, he's showing me, like, imagine this, imagine that. He's imagining maybe, like, very, very slippery, very slidey. And they're holding on to the boat. All five of them, they're holding on to the boat. And they're pacha, they're, they're so scared. What is going to be? What is going to be? What is going to be? And they're thinking in their mind, Skula of Rav Chaim What's the Skula of Rav Chaim And Odnul Vado. What does Enod Milvado mean? There's nobody but God. Enod Milvado. If a person is in any situation in life where something's happening very like craziness, you're supposed to think in your mind, and there's nobody but Hashem, there's nobody but Hashem, there's nobody but Hashem, there's nobody but Hashem. There's a guy named Joe Dweck. And he says the story over publicly. How one time he was getting pulled over, he was going fast, he had to make his airplane. He was going fast in order to go get the plane. All of a sudden, cops stopped pulling him over. Oh my God, he couldn't believe it. He could not believe it. He said, yeah, he's going to miss the plane. Tell the cop. He said, I don't, I'm going to miss the plane. I don't care. You're getting a ticket. He's waiting to write the ticket. You know how long it is. Get the license, the registration, blah, 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 blah. It's going to take 40, a half hour by the time you get the thing. So what happens? He didn't, he didn't have the PBA. It must be. I don't know. Anyway, so what happens? He goes over there. The cop goes to his car. He says, "En Vado, you know Joe Dwight, you know what I'm talking about. He says, "En Vado, en Vado, en He's thinking in his mind, "There's nobody but Hashem, there's nobody but Hashem, there's nobody but Hashem." The cop is nobody, the ticket is nobody, the speeding. He starts thinking, thinking, thinking. All of a sudden, the cop comes back a minute later, gives him back his his driver's license, and says, "All right, guess what? I have a more emergency call right now. Take your thing. I gotta go. Got off the ticket. All right, en Vado. That." 
So he, Rav Ben Shushan, is in the water, and he's telling his five Talmudim, the four guys are with him, have in mind, and Ozmul Vador, and Ozmul Vador, and they're thinking, and Ozmul Vador, and Ozmul Vador. Hour after hour after hour. Now, it's getting close to dark. Now, once it hits darkness, people are starting to figure out that there's five people that did not come back to shore. How is that? Because the fellow that was supposed to go on the yacht with them, right? He's waiting on deck and he sees the yacht boat not there. And there's a fellow on the deck that tells this guy, by the way, you should know, they took it out about a half hour ago to go for a spin. They'll be right back. But guess what? Nobody came back. They don't realize. And then they start realizing that there's a, th- th- these five people in the water. <coughs> Again, they're about four hours in cold water. Four hours. Now they're thinking, now they're thinking they could die. And they start thinking to themselves different things of, of their life. He told me personally, the rabbi told me in the car, he thought about his whole entire life Every tkufa, you know, I was, he was a youngster, then became a teenager, then a young adult, then an adult, then a middle age, and he's thinking in his mind everything that he did, maybe he should have done that, maybe he should have done this, maybe he should have done that, and he's telling me that, he, that, that they were singing, they were, they were thinking about tshuva, they, they, they said vidui, you know there's a special vidui when a, before a person dies, there's a special vidui that a person says before a person dies, that, that he went, I actually, my brother Sawley told me a story, how there was a big dasha. And he called Rabbi David Sutton, right? The brother of this guy, called Rabbi David Sutton, and told Rabbi, Rabbi, quickly, my, my, my brother, which is not such a uh, good guy, Rasha, he's dying. What should I tell him? Tell him to do what we're doing. What's the we doing? Tell him to regret anything that he did that was against Hashem, the, the, the Averot that he did. So his brother's telling his other brother, uh, listen, and, and the Rasha is saying, no, I'm not regretting my life. Are you kidding me? I live my whole life. And he doesn't want to regret it. But sure <laughs> He's dying. He's going to see Hashem. Regret what you're doing. right? Anyway, what happened? So he starts saying to be doing with them. And all five, they figure their life is over. That's it. Their life is over. Why? They're four hours in. The, the, the Kineret has a rule. There, that there's all, first of all, all cops are all around, cops, 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 all around. And who called your father-in-law? Robbie Corbin, what's his name? Okay. Ron Corbin, called his father-in-law. The mayor. Huh? The mayor. Mayor, I don't know who he is, but okay. It's anti, anti-religious. Anti-religious? All right. I don't know who he is. But anyway, he called, he called up the, the, the rabbi's father-in-law and said, uh, I'm sorry for, uh, for, the, for your son-in-law who passed away. He's calling him sorry. He said, what do, you, what do you call my, my son or what? He says, I'm sorry, you can't. He says, why? He said, because at the end of the day, uh, once a person's in the Kinetic for that long, and, 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 and it's all wavy. You have to understand, the Kinetic's not like you go over here, a swimming pool. Kinetic's like all waves. Boom, 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 boom. Like a ping pong. Pa, 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 pa. No, it's very smooth. Until? He's a liar. Uh, he's a big liar. Underneath, he's saying. Undercurrent. In the evening comes a breeze from the mountains. Huh. Surrounded mountains. He's saying, in the, in the, being the fact that there's 
all mountains, the breeze is coming, that causes the, 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 what's it called? That causes the waves at night. At night. So you have to imagine, at night, they don't allow rescue teams to go past 12 a.m. at night, correct? 12 a.m., they don't let people, uh, go, go, the rescue team cannot take their ships out to Kinev because of the danger. That's how dangerous that is. And now, this rabbi is in the Kinev at night, and he told me in the car, he said, all five of them pronounced dead. And his father, all the newspapers, all the newspapers already, they already pronounced dead. The newspapers, the news. And, 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 and his father did a video, Nefesh, something wild like that. And he says, no, they're still alive. We don't give up hope. We're not giving up hope. They're still alive. And now, he's telling me they're singing. Now, he's telling me, what are they doing in the interim? You have to understand. They're in the ocean now, 10 hours. 10 hours. There was one of the guys called Avrami. The guy said, in the ocean, he's telling me, in the ocean, he let go of the boat, and he said goodbye. He said, that's it, I'm done. And he let go of the boat, and it was, oh, once he leaves, that's it, the, the current takes him, he's gone, he's gone, he's gone. The rabbi took him, chucked him on top of the boat, and the guy fainted. The guy literally fainted in the ocean, he's out, but he's on top, and now the boat is even sinking lower, lower now. So, but, but he's going to die if they don't put him on the boat. They put him on the boat, the boat is sinking even down. They have a little bit to hold on. And they're just, they, they pronounce that. They're thanking Hashem that Hashem gave them a few more hours to live. And they said, that's the ending of their life. That's the ending of their life. And he said, before that, it was time to pray what? Pray mincha, pray arbit. He said, he felt that was, before it was dark, he felt that was his last mincha he will ever pray again. He's in the ocean, about a few hours in, praying mincha. He said, I never, never felt so close to Hashem in my entire life. He never, ever felt as close to Hashem as his entire life. It was such, did you enjoy that closeness to Hashem? He said, he never experienced such a closeness to Hashem. That's what it is. You should know, I want to tell you something. Wow. He says, I want, to tell you, I want to tell you something seriously right now. I want, and I tell you this, I tell you, and Rabbi Tzak will agree with me. Listen to this, what I'm telling you. You know, in life, people, they have glare. You know, they have glare. You know what glare means? Glare means, I'll never forget, where, where you know, sometimes you'll go, let's say you ride on a city bus or something like that, and you'll have a guy, one guy will open up the Gemara, and one guy next to you will open up a magazine, like a crazy magazine, whatever it is, and you always see the guy that has the magazine, people, like, you look into his magazine, it's all flary, it's all pictures, it's all this, and it's all that, but I never saw once, the guy with the magazine looks into the Gemara, you know what I'm saying, you're sitting right next to the guy, you're opening up your Gemara, the guy's opening up the magazine, it's always the guy with the Gemara, look, looking at the magazine, and another guy from the magazine, looking at the Gemara, why, why not? Because the Yetzirah paints a picture of flair, of look at me, like they always say, oh, they put the craziest pictures on Instagram, on WhatsApp, or things like that, but uh, Facebook, and you know what's really going through the guy. The guy could be suffering, he's not happy, but the picture weighs on top of cloud nine. Oh, look at me, boys! And it's the only thing, that's the only high he gets in life. And then after that, he fights with his wife the whole day. Oh, man, what happened? And his wife is screaming at him, why do you keep on putting your social media again? And he got killed after that. You don't see that, by the way. All you see is the social media. Oh, guy's having a blast. Maldives, all crazy, all this, all that. The guy's chilling. I wish I had that. Relax one second. Relax. 
You want to know what's the biggest happiness that you can get in life? The biggest happiness that you can get in life, the biggest, biggest, biggest happiness is what? Is getting close to Hashem. That's the biggest happiness. It's the biggest high. People want to get high, right? What's the biggest high you can get? The biggest high you get is what? Getting close to Hashem. And now I'm telling you the truth. And that's why the Ben Shushan is telling me that high that I have, of course he was petrified and he, and he felt that his life was over. But he never felt as close to Hashem as getting, like that in his entire life. You know, I always say over, if you would take a glass of water, anything like that, you make a, I don't know what you're drinking. Whatever you drink, whatever you're eating. If you, let's say a guy goes, I told you this once before, a guy gets a crazy, I don't know, steak you like, or ice cream, or thing like that. I don't know what you like. You like ice cream? Razzle with the half fudge sundae, the whole nine yards. And he's sick. Hadid, I can't wait. You have kavana, so much kavana, with your full gut, guaranteed, you guaranteed that pleasure of the bracha will taste better than all the food that you're eating. You understand? But the problem is, our connection with God, it's not that close with us. I'm sorry to say, be so very blunt. Because he's telling me, my connection with God at that moment was the highest connection. But guess what? We have to get close to Hashem. How do we do that? I'm not going to tell you how you do that. Take steps. And one step, uh, one step I'm telling you right now, is Hitzbodedut. Now what does that mean, Hitzbodedut? Mesut Hashim speaks it out. All the rest of us speak it out. Hitzbodedut. Mesut Hashim speaks about Hitzbodedut. And many, many Rabbanim do Hitzbodedut. What's Hitzbodedut? Stay alone. Nam Namida. By the way, they call Hitzbodedut, but it's what? It's a connection with Hashem. You're going to sleep at night? You have problems? Don't hold your problems. Throw it to Hashem. There's a pasuk, Beferusha says that. Hashlech al Hashem yavcha v'hu yichakelecha. Throw on to Hashem your problems and He'll solve it. You have problems. Everybody has this problem, that problem, that problem, whatever it may be. Whether Shaduchim, whether financial, whether Shalom Bayit, I don't know. Sit there and talk to God about it. The best, best, best feeling that you'll have. But I'm talking about real, real, real talk. Have a talk with Hashem. I know a person when I was a Bachur, when I was a Yeshiv Bachur in Israel, I used to go once a week. I used to go on top of a mountain. I used to see the stars. And I used to just talk to Hashem. I said, Hashem this and Hashem that, Hashem this and Hashem that. I don't care if I got answered, I didn't get answered. I spoke to my father. I spoke to my father. And I know people are going to tell me, three times I pray, Rabbi, what are you talking about? I pray three times a day. You're right, you pray three times a day. But over here, it's totally different. It's really saying with your own words what you want from Hashem. Say when you open up your heart to Hashem. He doesn't want to hear you. He's dying to hear what you have to say. He wants to hear what you have to say on your own words with your own heart. You have to take, you know what it says in Mesech Chagiyah in Yerushalmi? It says, Rachmana li bai bai. Rachmana, what does that mean? Hashem, He wants your heart. He wants your heart. Now, of course, you have to keep all the Torah and the mitzvot and everything like that. I don't want to hear one. Oh, all your heart. Go to your Jew. I had an aunt. Never forget. I had a relative of mine on Shabbat. She came. She parked in the driveway. I look at her. I said, "What are you crazy?" She looks at me. Listen, I'm a Jew, a cardiac Jew. You know what a cardiac? I said, "What a cardiac Jew." I love Hashem. Hashem loves me. That's it. Are you crazy? You have to keep what Hashem does. What are you doing? Business cardiac Jew. And then when she asked for Shalom, whatever. No, you have to keep what Hashem Torah mitzvot. It's not a joke. You have to really keep it. 
But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you have to be, be you have to build a relationship with Hashem. You must build a relationship with Hashem. And this is my advice to you. Take it or leave it. But this is what my advice to you. Ready? Take one minute a day. One minute. Think about it right now as we speak. What minute are you going to pick in your day? Let's say 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, right? 1 o'clock, whatever it is. One minute in your day, 108, let's say. Hi, 108, right? Or 111, you know, Hashem, had to had Take that and say at 1-1-1 to 1-1-2. That minute, I'm going to stop everything I'm doing. I'm just focus on Hashem, Hashem. I love you. I just want to tell you that I'll do anything for you. And I, I really, really love you. And I want to just tell you, thank you for everything that you gave me. And I want, to take, I want to just tell you, all I want to do in life is to serve you. That's all I want to do. And I might gaze around, things like that. But at the end of the day, really, 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 Hashem, I want to tell you, all that is not me. Me is, is you. Me is you. We're one. We're one. We're one unit, Hashem. And please help me continue serving you for the whole of my life. Go back to do whatever you want to do. Do you know how much that minute is worth to Hashem and Shemayim? The Malachim will stop you in any way just not to talk to Hashem like that. You know why? Because you're building your connection with Hashem. That's what you're doing. You're going to build Hashem, a connection with Hashem. The Yisrael wants to stop. Everyone wants to stop you. But guess what? Start opening up. It's Chaval. A guy can live 120 years and, what? and not open up. Not have a relationship with God. What do you mean? Rabbi, I pray three times a day. I learn all day long. I pray, say Barachot. I do mitzvot. What do you mean? I have a great connection. Open up, open up. Get, get out of your bubble, your, your small little body and start thinking bigger. Hashem, I need this, and Hashem, I need that. Hashem has everything. That's what Pasuk says. Hashlech al Hashem ya'avcha. Throw on to Hashem all your problems. Guess what? Vehu and him, yechal kelecha. He'll sustain everything. He has everything. He has everything. I told you, I have friends that they, all, they were going into business. And they said, I need a partner. Who's my partner? Hashem. And they went, they invested one year in Israel, and they came back and they made. Why? Hashem's my partner. Who's my partner? Hashem's my partner. Who's the that? I'm not scared of nothing anymore. I'm, I'm ready for the world. I'm ready to, 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 to conquer the world. Why? Because you put Hashem in your life. People, Hashem is there. I'm here. I do this. You do that, I'll do this. I'll, I'll, I'll. People are like a machine, you know machine? Oh, I do this, check in. Oh, I check, check. Oh, I pray, yeah. I learned my hour today. Yeah, yeah, Baruch I was new today. Oh, yeah, I was new today. Perfect. Uh, I said, but I caught everything. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like a check, check, check. Great. But now let's take it to the next level. Have a relationship with Hashem. Take that one minute a day and do it right now. Think about which minute a day you're doing it. And I'm going to think about myself right now. I like that one, one, one business. Uh, hey, that, that, that. And think about it. And one minute every single day. At least, at least till Tisha B'Av. Tisha B'Av is when? When is it? Sunday. Sunday. So you have, Sunday. so you have Thursday, Friday, and Shabbat. And on Tisha B'Av yourself. Three days. Try it for three days. And that's not going to kill you. Three days. Try it. Three days. One minute. And you'll come back to me. You'll see, Rabbi, you were so right, by the way. I, had to be, I opened up to Hashem. You know, this was bothering me, and that was bothering me. And I just opened up. I don't care if it, if it comes, it doesn't come. I'm just, I'm just happy. I'm just happy that I, I get to speak to my relationship with God. Have a relationship with your Creator. It's one unit. You're Him and He's you. You know what it says in the Gemariot? When a Rasha is suffering, Kela enim, Rashi, Kela enim, Zeroi. Ease up my head. Ease up my, my arm. 
Hashem is hurting when a Rasha is suffering. You know when a Jew suffers, Hashem is suffering, Kilu? You know it goes on so sad when a person's sick in hospital. If a person's sick in the hospital, we're not supposed to stand by the head of the guy. You know that? Don't stand by the head of the sick person. Why? Because the Shekinah is on top of his head. Shekinah is right there. What do you mean Shekinah is right there? Because Hashem suffering with the guy. Hashem suffering with the guy. Hashem's right there. Build a connection with him. Build a connection. Oh, when a guy gets sick, no, Shekinah with me. And no, even if you're not sick, you're healthy, Baruch Hashem. Continue. Say, Hashem, please, continue giving my health. Please, I beg you, continue giving me health. I love you. I wanted to serve you until a hundred billion years. And when you answer, you answer, man, I bow, things like that. It's what, it's what your power. Put in, put in love. Put in love. Get a connection with Hashem. Connect with Hashem. That's the problem. A lot of people... Yeah. I guess what? Guess what? The rabbis tell me, you don't understand the connection that I had with Hashem at that moment. And I'll never leave it for, forever. And that's where I want to stay. And that's where I want to be. I want to be in the hands of Hashem. And he told me, guess what? What happened at the end? Tell you what happened at the end? They thought they were literally done. They were scared. They were, eventually, they weren't scared. They took the judgment of God. They're going to die. They weren't scared anymore. They weren't scared. Guess what? The tzava, you know the, the, the tzava? They have a special gun. Where if they shoot it around... In the, in the ocean, they, they detect heat that comes with the laser, and they, they, all the rescue team stopped. Just the tzava, they said, let's try this one last thing, and this is going to be it. They started, they felt some heat, they ran quickly with the crazy boat they had, boom, they pulled them out. The guy on deck from the Hatzalah, was holding all fire. You're alive. You're alive. I can't believe you're alive. I can't believe you're alive. He was crying. He said, why are you crying? He said, because they told me five bodies are going to come out tonight. And you're all alive. Five bodies alive. It was a crazy miracle. But what? What was their highlight? Their highlight? Their closeness to God. What does David Amela say? V'ani kirvat elokim ritov. David Amelech. He had money. He had fame. He was, he was loaded with money. He was loaded. You know how rich David Amalek was? You know how many wives David Amalek had? Do you know how many uh, famous? He was so much famous. And what did he say? What's good? What's good? Tell me what's good. Vani, me, David says, Vani, Kirvat Elohim Lito. Kirvat Elohim. Getting close to Hashem. That's my goodness. That's really good. A guy could have a zero money in the bank. I remember, I remember, I'll forget, a guy with his bike, a guy that I knew, he's maybe 10 years older than me, I was driving my car, he was on his bike. I pulled over, I said, you need a ride? He said, no, I'm good. I said, what are you doing? I said, I have just a quarter in my pocket, my last quarter, I'm putting in the arcade game, I'm playing an arcade game, I don't know what he was talking about. I was like, what do you mean? I said, listen, what should I do? I have no money, but one thing I have, I have Hashem. I have Hashem, so right now, this is what I'm doing. Uh, he was riding his bike, Thinking, I have a chef. He was happy with what he has. He said, what do you have? The guy only had a quarter in his pocket. What do we have? I said, what do you, what do you, what do, you do? What do you have? What are you up to? He says, what am I up to? I have a chef. This is what he tells me. I said, okay, you have a chef, but what else? He says, I have a chef. Because that's what he needed. That's what you need in life. You have a chef on your side. You have everything. Do you understand? You have a chef on your side. You have everything. You're not scared of nobody. You're not scared. You're not thinking about nothing. Hashem is with me. Why? What do you want? I'm happy. When you're sad, Hashem said, you know that? You want to make Hashem sad? So you be sad, you'll make him sad. There's nothing to be depressed about that. Relax. 
Life is too short to be depressed, you know? Your life is too short to be depressed. You ever, you ever, ever, anybody ever tell you that before? My first time ever hearing it. Hashem just said it to me. Life is too short to be depressed. It can't, can't move. Move. Next, 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 next. Again, focus. What's the target in life? Hashem. Shlomo HaMelech. He had everything, Shlomo HaMelech. What did he say? He had everything. Everything you can imagine, Shlomo. King Solomon. What did he say? Everything is valid. So what is, what is good? What is this? People, they think, they, they see the glitter in the, in the clubs, glow in the dark, going crazy, taking the bottles, throwing on the head, ah, going crazy, jumping up high, go, go, go. And guess what? Guess what? After then, after then, I was at Uri Zohar the other night. You know, Uri Zohar was in the, he was very famous in A-Sale. We were sitting on the same table, sitting down, and I asked him, how did it feel? He said, when you see the Emet, everything else is shaking. It's a b- bunch of baloney. It's a bunch of baloney. It's a bunch of, ah, it's high, 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 high. Until when? Until when? Until when? Then he stopped building a relationship with God. Stop talking to Hashem. Stop doing it well. Do Listen to what we're saying here tonight. Do that one on one minute, two minutes. For three days, do it. Don't stop. You have, th- you have three days. You have Thursday, Friday, Shabbat. Three days. Give it. Pick a time right now. As we speak, right now. Stop for a 30 seconds. Stop for five seconds. Think which time is going to be good for you. And this is the time where Belina Ebbaz Hashem, say 2 o'clock, pick that, let's say. 2 to 201. You look, you put a reminder or something. This, this, this. Talk to Hashem. Just talk, talk, talk. Say Hashem. Well, start talking. And even if you don't know what you're talking about, say Hashem, listen, I want to talk to you, but I don't know what, I don't know what, to, what to say to you. Say it! Hashem loves it, by the way. Hashem loves it. Beautiful. He's starting a relationship. And this is really the great lesson that we're really learning. It's, it's, it's a time to Shabbat where Hashem uh, uh, had mercy on us. He was going to destroy us. But instead of destroying us, He said, I'll destroy my house. It's like a kid. I told you, it's like a kid. How, how uh, uh, the, the kid is driving his father's nuts. You know, you ever see a little kid like, Daddy, pulling his pants down. Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. Oh, shut up already. Oh, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. Leave me alone. He, the father's not. And finally, the kid did something so bad where you have to give a punishment. The kid did something so bad where you have to punish him. You have to, you have to show an example. And you have to show that example. There's two ways. One way of hitting the kid. Or one way like taking a glass and throwing it on the floor. Making an example. Stop it already! And he threw a glass. That's what happened in Mesechah Barachot in the fifth Perek. The rabbis were, were, were dancing so much in a wedding that the, the, the other rabbis thought that they forgot about Hashem. He took a 400,000, 400, maybe $500,000 piece, chucked it on the floor. They got, oh! Guys, get serious! We live once! Guess what? This is our life. We have to take it seriously. Hashem saved us. And he said, I'll break my house. But B'nai Yisrael learned the lesson. I want a connection with you. Connect with me. Talk to me. Because we're one body. We're one goof. One, we're togetherness. We're togetherness. We're, 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 it's, not, it's like that guy what we said with the bone and the blood. Right? Remember that story where I said about the bone and the blood? That's exactly Hashem and us. We're one unit. It's not like Hashem's there and we're here. You are Hashem. Hashem is you. You have a you have a within us. We have a piece of God within us. We have Hashem blew in us, the nostrils of God. You, you realize that He blew into us uh, godliness into us. We're connected with Him. We're connected with Him. And that's our great lesson that we have to know. We have to take with us. You know what I'm saying? Hashem. 
Um, uh, we'll, we'll conclude here.